You're listening to the Teak Nation Podcast, where we strive to educate, inspire, and entertain you with tips and lessons from frauders and friends of TKE. Welcome in to the Teak Nation Podcast, everyone. It is Monday, February 8th. And uh, words that make me want to throw up as I speak them, Tom Brady is once again a Super Bowl champion. Did, those, did, that, did it make you want to throw up hearing them, Donnie? My level of frustration towards Tom Brady is not as high as I believe yours is. Okay. It, but it doesn't mean that I'm a Tom Brady homer or a huge fan of Tom Brady. But I will say this, you have to respect the man has been to 10 Super Bowls. He's now won seven Super Bowls. Uh, there have been questionable actions that have occurred in the past, but nothing in this season. You go to a new environment, uh, a franchise that had not been to the playoffs since 2003, I believe, when they won the Super Bowl, had no culture of winning, and walk in and win a Super Bowl in your first year, balancing COVID and everything else that happened. It's extremely impressive. It is impressive. It is frustrating as somebody who's not a big fan of of Tom or – well, the Patriots either. I think what's also frustrating to me, I was thinking about this this morning, the Patriots fan base is without question arrogant enough to claim this for themselves as well, which oh, no doubt, which, which just makes me angry. So any Patriots fans out there listening, this was not your Super Bowl. You did not win the Super Bowl this year. I just want to clear that up and make sure that you're aware of that despite w- what you may be thinking or feeling this morning. I am happy for Bruce Arians. Yep. A uh, number of the, the coaches that are there are former coaches in this part of the country. It was a pretty uneventful game. I was really disappointed in the whole game, really. It just it wasn't super exciting to watch, uh, but it was, a, it was a good representation of the entire NFL playoffs. I mean, can, can you think back to one game in these playoffs that stood out to you as, wow, what a – what an exciting just down to the wire. I mean, the, the Packers Bucks game. Yeah, was yeah, probably there's one. The, yeah. There's one. It's called the Colts bills game. The Colts it's bills game. Yeah. Yeah. But no, yeah, I know, I know it's that, one o'clock on a Saturday. Right. I know that we've all seared that out of our memory here, but uh, actually our, the Colts playoff game was the most, you know, back and forth well, game that had, you know, they had lead changes and had some excitement all the way down to the final play with the Super Bowl. Last night, I felt like everybody was waiting for the Chiefs to come back and for that run to come, that wave. And, and I was talking about it, sitting there watching it of, okay, the wave's coming at some point. Well, it's really hard for the wave to come when you can't uh, protect Patrick Mahomes for five seconds. I mean, the- that's what happens. Yeah, to, to your point, the Colts-Bills game was really the only, I think it was the only game that came down with the team that was behind within one possession played the last snap of the game on offense. Like there was a Hail Mary at the end of the game. Didn't quite get to the end zone. We'll try harder next time uh, to, to win. Um, no other game. The, the, the Browns chiefs game was exciting, but the chiefs were able to run out the clock. Uh, same with the Packers and, and bucks game, but yeah, it was a, it was a pretty, no overtime games, just pretty lackluster NFL playoffs, but at least, at least we got the playoffs in, in the COVID age no uh, major snags, although almost with the barber this week in KC, turns out it really wouldn't have mattered. 
Well, you have to give all of the people uh, so much credit. The, the folks, everybody from the janitors at all the facilities, the COVID protocols put in place for the NFL to not have to cancel any games. There was the, the week with the Steelers and Ravens where it went on forever. We never knew if they were actually going to play. But other than that, they stayed pretty well on schedule. You take a glance around the sporting landscape and all these college basketball games that are getting canceled, you never know if they're going to occur or not. Now we're having more and more NBA games canceled. It gets for the consumer, right, for all of us, it gets very confusing to even know who's playing, how many games they've played, and it can get you in a malaise to where you just throw your hands up and say, ah, I'm not really that interested. Uh, you know, last, yesterday, really the only positive sports piece for me personally was uh, IU somehow winning again against Iowa, who's still ranked in the top 10, which I'm sure that's getting ready to change drastically. But uh, for Indiana to win two games against Iowa, first ranked number four, then ranked number eight, you know, college basketball in this state, you know, basketball together in this state is, is religion. And I don't know for all of our listeners out there where they, where they fall in terms of basketball, but it's amazing to see the apathy in bas college basketball in this state right now. The teams aren't, aren't very good to start with, but also just the scheduling and everything moved around. It's, it's very interesting just to see lack of energy. Yeah, well, I, I, I hope the listeners at least kind of like basketball because it's pretty much all we're going to have to talk about here for the next three months. But um, yeah, it, it, it's interesting with college basketball because like you said, so many games are being postponed and canceled. If I had to fill out a bracket tomorrow for the NCAA tournament, I have, I know Gonzaga's good. I know Baylor's good. I don't know really anything about any other teams because some teams have played 11 games. Some teams have played 19 games. Some teams have played only ranked teams and conference teams. Some teams haven't played any rank, any rank games. So yeah, that, that, that's going to be its own mess to handle, but uh, we are thankful that we got through full NFL season and, you know, really in, in a lot of ways, my second favorite sport is the NFL off season, which is uh, sure to be a roller coaster with the, the draft coming up and all the quarterbacks that are available and, uh, it's going to be uh, going to be a fun few months here in Indianapolis trying to figure out what the heck the Colts are going to do before we go through the rest of our, our Super Bowl recap, because I do want to revisit the prop bets that we made and, and see just how accurate we were on those um, rest of the show today. We actually do not have a, a guest here on this episode. We're going to uh, we gave you two last week, so we figured we would take a week off and, and give you a little shorter show here next week, though, we're going to go and um, we're going to have a discussion uh, about Black History Month, which I know Donnie and I are both looking forward to. We have a member of the the T DEI committee coming in diversity, equity, and inclusion for our Tyler Sally. I'm excited to have him come in and, and just share his thoughts and perspectives on, on February, which of course is black history month. So a um, little preview for the rest of the show. there. still going to bring in Zach today, but he doesn't count as a guest. Um, he's, he's part of the show now. So um, with that, we did go through some props last week. I personally put my money where my mouth was uh, and, and, and bet on those props. I know you did not, Donnie, no. that was probably a good call on your end based on how they turned out. So as a reminder, um, we did check in on, uh, on the coin toss, which we both went tails. It, it was heads. So that Failure. was a nice early loss to get my, my evening started. Uh, national anthem length. 
You said over two minutes. I said under. It was well over. I, I clocked it at about 220. As soon as Eric Church oh, yeah. strummed that guitar for the first time, I knew we were going over. It was, <laughs> it was a mortal lock when the guitar came out that it was over. I did see that somebody – did you see somebody timed the rehearsal from outside the stadium and put it yeah, on Twitter, it. and then all the sports books pulled the prop? Took it off the board. It's amazing. It's amazing, and this, this might cause uh, some – pushback out there in the world but nah. it is amazing how many things twitter can ruin it really is amazing i'm not saying that like i'm on twitter twitter has a lot of positives you can catch up on news and things going on in the world but it is amazing how quick twitter can ruin things just because access to information that obviously can be super beneficial whether it's investing or all sorts of areas in the world so yeah and that's one of those ideas that probably seemed good at the time but was never going to end well like in what world are you going to put the rehearsal out there and all the sports books are just going to be like, Oh, guess we're going to take a loss on this one now. Like, absolutely not. So yeah, that, I, I didn't uh, actually get a bet in on the national anthem, which is, is probably a good thing. So uh, I found other ways to, to lose my money last night. Uh, opening song at halftime. Once again, both, both wrong. You had blinding lights, which was the last song I had. Can't feel my face, which, uh, was right in the middle there in the House of Mirrors in the in the maze, which uh, I gotta tell you, I am already over all of the the gifts in the oh, oh me at the grocery store looking for <laughs> carrots. Like yeah, there's only it was funny the first couple times, and uh, it just I, I don't know I, I don't find it to be super music. You know, it's I always I always find it very interesting what you find entertaining and what you don't yeah and, and your, your flavor of what's just absolutely hilarious that you can't get enough of yeah. standing at the buffet just filling plate after plate and things that you take three bites of like my four-year-old and just throw right back on the plate so this obviously is one of them I was entertained by uh, the fact that the camera was moving all over the place and I wasn't as car sick as apparently everyone else was mm. watching it but I did enjoy the people who were who put some of those gifts out and it was like doing FaceTime with my parents. Right. And the, yeah. the, the face is like half and it's blurry and it's moving. I had some, I had some entertainment with that because I, I believe the pandemic has really, really helped with people's ability to, to speak and engage and understand how to use zoom and FaceTime and all write these pieces. But if, if you think 12, 14 months ago, that was very accurate for a lot of people. Yeah, that, uh, that, that was a pretty good one. I, I, I think everyone's immediate reaction was, what funny tweet can I make about this with these images? And anytime you box yourself into a situation where you're really going for it, trying to be funny, it, it doesn't typically work out well for, for that situation. Well, the world is, is not a, a very kind place most of the time, especially on Twitter again. It, it seems like if you want to be the Super Bowl halftime act, you are really setting yourself up that if you don't absolutely crush it, everybody's going to whine and cry. People don't understand how hard it has to be to do the Super Bowl halftime show where you're the only act, because he was, and also you're trying to be intelligent and socially distanced. You can't have the normal setup. You got to only imagine they don't have all the tools and whistles and bells and all the things, right? So some of the, the pushback on him, like, I expected it was going to be almost like watching a solo concert. So yeah. it, it was, people hated it. I saw all sorts of negativity. I didn't think it was that bad, but I also, I will also lean into, 
I think his music's pretty solid. So that's a great win for me where many times the halftime acts are some random people and you know, they're screaming a song for two minutes and then it's off to the next, like it goes, a lot of times it goes too. there's too many people involved, right? Yeah. Bouncing around all over the place. So I didn't think it was that bad, but I also understand the circumstances. And I came from a different mindset of, I was thrilled we were having a Super Bowl and having a Super Bowl halftime show that, hey, a guy sang six, seven songs and I knew four of them. So that was pretty solid to me versus, you know, criticizing like any, any of these people, these trolls on, on Twitter could sing four bars, right? And they're out there losing their mind because he's in some glass house, fun house, can't find his way around. Like the masks, the masks were a little much. They were a little awkward. I will get, I will give that. Well, the, so, so I didn't realize this. Those were actually a, a continuation off of some of his previous performances. Like that, it's an ongoing uh, theme for the, the storyline. We've got a storyline here. Yeah. 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 Apparently I didn't catch this, but he did a similar thing at the, the AMAs. Uh, it's, it, it's supposed to be like a commentary on plastic surgery, I guess. And the celebrity, uh, yeah, this is where they lose. for what beauty yeah, I, he, he was trying to make yeah. he's trying to make a point but I, I think it was lost on most of us who were not following along I, ju- I just saw that this morning otherwise I would agree with you and have no idea what the, he- the heck was going on hmm. yeah uh, I was uh, a little underwhelmed by the halftime show I, I didn't despise it because I do like the weekend uh, for me Lady Gaga still gold standard a few years ago that was that was fantastic but um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's always, uh, you're right though. It, it's really hard to do a, a Super Bowl halftime show and everyone just unanimously be all in on that. Well, I think you either have to have one of two things. Either you have to have crazy theatrics, right? Yep. Lasers and, and let's, you know, people flying all around. I remember a few years ago, JLo, right? She was like up and down all over the place craziness. She was running across the stage, flipping, hitting camera people. Like it was, it was, it was chaos. Or you have to have this transcendent voice, like a like a Whitney Houston. You said Lady Gaga. If you had to name two or three other people, right? There's not. There's only a handful of people, maybe, that have that transcendent type voice that is going to. People are just going to be in awe of the the power and grace that 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 artist has, right? Who, who are those people? Lady give, Gaga. Give me Adele. A, give me the Adele, Adele halftime Adele show. all day long. Yeah, I'm with you, Adele. List gets kind of short from here. Yeah, no, no, I, 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 I'll think about it. We'll, I'll come back with it with it next week. I sometimes you need a whole you need a whole week. I mean, you have you really major in minor things like this at times. You you need a whole week. You can't come up with one or two well, other dynamic people. It's funny because there are times when I do when I do think about you know who are the the three best voices or the five best voices in in music right now and uh we've already covered the two that consistently come up on my list of lady gaga and adele um but it's just the pressure's on and i'm drawing a blank you know who i think's really talented too whose music i don't super care for ed sheeran he might he might give sure. us a little entertaining halftime show but there would definitely feel, i don't be, know if you make the there cut would definitely be a number of ladies who would really enjoy that show he's up there all right, let's let's move on. Last prop that we spoke on was the Super Bowl MVP. You took Patrick Mahomes. I took Travis Kelsey. Of course, the Chiefs lost, which rendered both of our predictions pretty meaningless. Uh, even if they would have 
one. I think it probably would have been Mahomes. Kelsey wasn't having a real good game and really looked pretty dejected the entire time he was on the field. But uh, yeah, I the one thing I texted texted you and a few other people about this halfway through the game. I remembered that the day that Tom Brady signed with the Bucks, uh, I put five dollars on him to win the Super Bowl. So I was a nice little surprise that I had completely forgotten about. But other than that, it was a it's pretty rough night in the uh, sports betting realm. Yeah, when, I'm when, assuming it was for a lot of people. I, I can't imagine sure. too many people saw the game going like that. Oh, I think Vegas made a fortune, right? If you think about what are the four scenarios of the Super Bowl? Scenario one, Kansas City wins close. Scenario two, Kansas City wins in a blowout. Scenario three, Tampa wins close. Scenario four, Tampa wins in a blowout, right? Which one seemed nowhere near likely? Yeah, scenario four. No, right, so Vegas had to just crush it. I saw... I saw, and, and I think some of it's Pat McAfee, who obviously is pretty viral on, on Twitter and Instagram and all that. You know, when he put the $30,000 on the coin toss for tails, I saw that 90% of the money came in on tails for the coin toss. So they wow. followed us. Yeah. So you want to talk about Vegas was pretty happy right yeah. off the jump. Yeah. The, the one prop that I really felt good about that I got in at plus money was that at some point a coach's challenge would result in an overturned play. There's only one coach's challenge the entire game. It was that, that touchdown that Ronald Jones almost scored and didn't, it didn't get overturned, but I really, th- this is the Super Bowl. Like you uh, now, granted the game wasn't close, which probably was why coaches challenge w- weren't used, but I really thought that in a game like this, there would be more action on the challenges, but whatever. Lesson learned. All right, moving forward, uh, we don't want to spend the entire episode on the Super Bowl, but we are going to spend most of it on the Super Bowl. Uh, real quick check-in on uh, on Wall Street. As Brian Keller predicted with us last week, the GameStop bubble has burst, and I think things are not going real well for GameStop shareholders. I mean, unless you bought in at like $5 and you're still up pretty good, but uh, that sucker is down considerably. And it, it seems like things have quieted on the Wall Street front. We'll see if if they fire back up. I know there's a lot of people out there still trying to make it happen, but you know, hopefully you were able to get out of your GameStop position when it was $350 and not when it was $70. That, uh, that'd be a little disappointing, but... It was a it was a fun couple of weeks there with uh, GameStop and and AMC and the like. Yeah, I know you and the boys were hitting some of the group chats pretty hard and sharing a lot of tips and energy and trying to take things to the moon. So it appears some some folks made some cash in there, which you know we would love for you to consider Life Loyalteek and the tremendous impact that you could make on your beloved attorney. Excellent. Yet uh, to the moon now is is obviously Dogecoin, and I'm a, a proud investor now and. And 1400 doge coins so got to start somewhere and you know, bitcoin's at like twenty nine thousand dollars right now if, if dogecoin gets 29k I'll, I'll be i'll be sitting pretty i think it's unlikely but that's why they call it gambling you know you, you just you you can't predict what's going to happen you just have to use the information that you have to make the best possible decision which probably was not to invest in dogecoin but i wouldn't want to miss out on another trend if, it, if that's what this whole GameStop situation taught me it's you know don't put yourself in position to to miss out on these trends just always dive in with as much money as possible so that you can be a part of the fun even if you lose it all I think that's a good life lesson that's your life lesson my life lesson is just to let an expert invest for you and 
trust that those people know what they're doing, which is probably not putting any dollars I have invested in, into Dogecoin, which that will take me another week for that thing to blow up for me to figure it out, which by that point it will then it, you know, impale yep. itself. Just like, yeah, just like GameStop did, which I told you, right? I, I shared with some of you guys, by the time I find out about it, that's the time to get out. And guys like you did and made a pretty good, pretty good little bit of coin. And we have some folks that we know in our who building didn't. that who didn't. And they, you know, they, they wanted to be the wise guy. And, and unfortunately, they paid a hefty price. Just got to fly by the seat of your pants sometimes. It's been said that it's been said that you only live once. So I just adhere to that principle and, and we'll see, see how it goes. Luckily, people aren't taking your advice. And if they are, they understand that most of this is sarcasm. The, the part about only living once, that's, that's inarguable. As far as we know, as far as we know, but, uh, as far as we know, but yeah, putting all of your money in, in the, in the stock market and putting all of your money, you know, on sports gambling, that's not a, that's not a positive way to, to live your life. A lot of other opportunities to create equity, create real, real wealth and success. Yeah. I, I would definitely refer someone to Brian Keller before I referred them to myself, but we, I mean, we're the ones on the podcast right now. So we have the ears of America. All right, let's go rule of three. Let's, uh, let's, let's keep her moving here. Rule of three, three things that uh, we're thinking or feeling or, or that are on our minds, obviously in reference to the triangle of tall cap epsilon and all of our three symbolism. Now the Super Bowl's done and we are through the, uh, the rule of three I want to touch on today are your three favorite non-Super Bowl sporting events. Now that we have to find something else to look forward to, Donnie, what are your three favorite non-Super Bowl sporting events? Okay, so non-Super Bowl or non-football? Those are two separate things. Non-Super Bowl sporting events. Okay. Uh, one would be the Masters. Okay. Two would be the NCAA tournament. Okay. March Madness. Gotta love March Madness. And three at this point, I would probably say the college football playoff. Well, I, I knew that we were going to align on two of them. And then the third one, we could not be further misaligned on. So uh, masters for me is, and this is in no particular order, uh, but, but the masters, yes, uh, fantastic get jacked up for it every year ncaa tournament which coincidentally falls right before the masters so that's just a a rocket ship of of emotions and that's the rocket ship you want to ride that's got nothing but upside and then you want to you want to keep rolling right through the spring there number three the indianapolis 500 and i don't come at that from a perspective of watching the cars go around the track 200 times i come at it from a perspective of being there and, and enjoying all the festivities. That is, uh, you, you, you better throw it on your bucket list if you haven't been. The Indy 500 is a magical, magical time. It is the greatest spectacle in racing, but uh, it's also so much more than that. So Indy 500 is, uh, is the number three non-Super Bowl sporting event on my list. Greatest sporting event you ever attended? Uh, it would be the 2010 NCAA basketball championship game, Duke versus Butler, Gordon Hayward. I'm a big Duke fan. 
there's no part of me that would have been sad if Gordon Hayward would have hit that half court shot to be able to say that I was there and, and saw that happen. Um, at, at the point that the shot went up, I was pretty much resigned to the fact that, that it was going to go in and Duke was going to lose. And, and I was good with it, but I mean, that was in Indianapolis. So you're looking at 97% of Lucas oil stadium is filled with Butler fans. Not only is it a hometown team, but it's also against Duke, which everyone loves to hate. I mean, that it was, it was just, the stadium yeah. was insane and, and the game was fantastic. And we almost had the greatest shot in basketball history. Right, I was going to say, if that shot would have went in, I was there as well. Uh, I don't know. I think we knew that the other person was there, but I'm not I don't quite remember. Sure. Yeah, I don't remember either. It was a long time ago. It was a long time. We weren't even friends. Correct. So, but if that shot would have banked in, I feel like that would have been the greatest basketball game ever played, possibly. Yep. And, you know this, there would have been 2 million people in the greater Indianapolis area that would have said they were at that game, where literally I still have the ticket, as I'm yep. sure you probably do, of being at that game. Um, I, you know, mine would be, and, and I know that I'm spoiled here because of a, a friendship, uh, but going to the Masters. Oh, yeah. I was, I was at the, and funny enough, 2010, what a great year. 2010, I was at the Masters when Phil won. He hit that shot around the tree. Yep on 13 and the pine needles and went on, went on to win. That was also when tiger um, had just come back. And so he was charging up the board on Sunday and it was, it was electric electric. So it was electric. That was a lot of fun. All right, there you have it. We're going to go now to our good friend, Zachary Scott, and we're going to see, Oh, I mean, what how the happy heck he, he's going to uh, be. Who knows what he's got cooked up for us today. But he might be out there on the streets right now with the people for all we know. That's probably, he's probably out. He's probably on the beach. He probably hasn't slept. Um, yeah. All right, let's welcome Zach in. Let's just hope he's sober. <laughs> hello, hello. And, and we're, we were pretty close, I think. We expected you to be out in the streets with the people you do. Where did you get a, a Bucks Super Bowl mask? Did you go well, to street vendors at like 4 a.m. when they're just <laughs> selling stuff 75% off? Well, I know that this is a foreign concept to most sports fans, but the Super Bowl was in Tampa. So for the last two weeks at the uh, Bucks Pro Shop, they've been selling Bucks Super Bowl masks. Got pretty, the, uh, pretty, pretty swaggy. Got the Dreamsicle visor on. I'm assuming you're wearing a Bucks Pull I, I got. Yeah. I'm yeah. going triple logos right now because why not? You know, it's it's a great time to be a Tampanian. Good time. Did you get to celebrate with the people at all last night? I did. Fortunately, I had a, a couple of my chapter brothers. Um, we were able to celebrate. Um, PJ from our expansion staff had come up because he has family that lives in Tampa, so oh. he was staying with them. Um, and uh, a couple of buddies from high school. So it was good. I I, uh, I can happily say I did not partake in any of the. Uh, craziness that may end up on tiktok and uh on instagram but uh yeah i uh I, I had plenty of fun and got to got to stick with my traditions for the last i guess five weeks of uh playoff games and and it worked so my juju has been rewarded zach at what point did you feel it was over and you had a championship in your hand and you you people in tampa this is turning into southern boston where you know you've obviously won your, your Lightning won Stanley Cup. Unfortunately, the Rays had no chance against the Dodgers, but then then the Bucks coming through. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, 
I don't know. It sounds kind of weird, right, of saying that, oh, when you go into the halftime at 21-3, you feel like it's pretty locked up. But um, I, I felt that when we got to the end of the third quarter, that's when that's when you knew something was something was there. And then, I mean, the defense just continued to play. I honestly thought that they might have given up a garbage touchdown at the end. But I think that just goes to show the game plan that they came with. And, yeah, they uh, they I mean, managing to hold that offense to zero touchdowns is – is impressive and yeah I think it was going into that fourth quarter you just knew that there was there was nothing stopping them so uh the the segment is called where in the world is Zach Scott you appear to be outdoors once again uh, are you going to visit your your cow friend from last week is that the the plan for from now on until you're able to get on an airplane and go somewhere again it might be today I'm I'm, uh, I'm not going to see my little cow friend um I hope he's doing well though but yeah, I'll, uh, later on, I'll, I'll be going into the city um, and trying to might be going by the Bucks team store if it's open and seeing if there's any uh, championship gear to uh, to purchase. But yeah, I'm just I'm in the uh, the world champion Tampa Bay Buccaneer town. So it's uh, it's nice to nice to be here. And man, it, it still doesn't feel real. What's it? What's the temperature there? It's 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 been in the the negative 10 to 15 wind chill realm here in Indianapolis. <laughs> It's uh, yesterday. It was sunny and 73 um, okay. before the game. And then, uh, yeah, like right now it's probably high sixties, mid seventies, somewhere around there with a nice brisk breeze. Well, good for you. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's find, let's quickly find something that we can all uh, get on the same page and agree on, which is recruitment season, Zach. I know that's, that's your jams, what you get jazzed up about and something that we are passionate about as well. Anything you want to share? What's now we're past Super Bowl season, right? And I know a lot of folks were focused on on the NFL playoffs and all that good stuff, but it is now full on recruitment season. What what should folks be thinking about? What should folks be doing? Where areas you should be sending them? What what can we do to get better? And and what's what should it be our mindset going into to this semester? Yeah, I think very similar to the earlier question, right? About when did you know it was over? Um, type of thing. We're we're in the third quarter here. Um, we're going into the fourth and if you haven't prepared yourself for recruitment, if you haven't been right soaking up the various resources, which I'll get into in a second, um, it's uh, it's not time to feel bad for yourself or to have a pity party. It's time to get to work. I would rather groups look back two, three, four weeks from now, or even a couple months from now, and say, "Man, we should have we should have done more sooner," and we're prepared moving forward to do that. But rather than groups say, "Hey," it's okay. It's COVID. It's, um, it's a weird semester anyways. Nobody else got very many guys. So we're happy with these five guys that we got. That's a weak mentality. That's a weak excuse. And everybody who's listening knows that they can do better. Even the groups that, that got 30, 40 guys last semester, the groups that got more people maybe than they anticipated going into, into the fall semester can always push themselves to go a little bit more. And I think some of those resources that are out there, um, the, the fired up certification course is probably the big one. Those things get you so much better at your game and they help to elevate it just a little bit more that, that resource alone, even if you just do a couple of the modules, right. Where it comes down to pre-closing bids, when it comes down to marketing, right. If you're a marketing major or a business major, that stuff should perk you up. Um, so I think that if you're waiting for, for that aha moment, or you're waiting for someone to do the work for you it's time to look in the mirror and realize that it's going to only, it's, it's got to take you. You There's another piece in that certification course talking about workhorses. And I know that the guys that, that are listening, the guys that hopefully will, will get this link shared to them. 
I hope that they realize that the only people, again, that are going to put in that work, it's got to be you. You got to wake up. You got to get after it. And it's time to go recruit and build some relationships. I feel like I'm watching the, uh, the weekend's halftime show right now, Zach. So I appreciate the, uh, the, the extra background motion you're providing us. And it's unfortunate <laughs> that the listeners won't get to see it. But um, my follow-up question to that, and then we'll let you go. Let's say a group has, has already been through spring recruitment or is in the midst of it and they're not achieving what they want to achieve. We always talk about that concept of a second recruitment or a third recruitment. What advice would you have for a group that maybe swung and missed in, in the first round of spring rush and you know maybe only got three guys and their goal was 10 to go out and still be able to, to stack up five, six, seven extra guys outside of that window, quote unquote, where most people on campus are recruiting? Yeah, I, I think, again, it's get back to the basics, right? It's, uh, it's not a time to feel bad for yourself. It's a time to regroup reassess right what went well what didn't go well um and use the resources whether that's staff people other groups that have been successful um and specifically other groups that have done secondary recruitments in the past um i know it's not something that everybody loves to do right because if you're doing recruitment right it should be both fun and you're gonna have to work your butt off um and i think that you got to get back to the basics soak up the resources listen and watch those modules in the, uh, in the certification course. And again, communicate volunteers, staff, university. I mean, talk to the stakeholders that you have on your campus and around you in Teak Nation and, and get back to those basics. Because when you do a, a secondary recruitment, right, it takes just as much planning, if not more, because you're having to do it in the middle of the semester. Exams, quizzes, all these things start to pick up finding that balance is a lot easier I think at the beginning of the semester but again if you set a goal the mindset should be we're pushing until we get to it and honestly if it means rolling through your recruitment as it's ending and pushing for another two more weeks then do it I think you'll find a lot more success if you just keep keep after it keep finding relationships to build keep talking to people on canvas and blackboard if you're doing virtual classes if you're in person right build relationships when you're walking out of the cafeteria um, use some hand sanitizer, right? Make people feel a little bit more comfortable around you if, if you want to shake hands or dab up or whatever it's going to be. But you got to get back to the basics. And that means getting back to building relationships. Yeah, Zach, I think one, one last piece, don't be selfish. And pe people hear that and that might shake them a little bit. But two things. One is investing the time and doing the things that you have to do. You're talking about polishing up your game. But the second piece is we have this tremendous gift. Why are we so passionate about the fraternity? Because we have this tremendous gift that we see the impact it makes on people's lives, the experiences that they have because of the, of the, the relationships that they have, right? You're sitting here talking to two guys from Indiana. We would have never known you if it wasn't for the fraternity, right? I mean, it's just the, the amazing gifts and, that we have because of this organization. That's why we're so passionate about spreading it to other people. So don't be selfish in that. Oh, it's good that we just have five guys. You got this enormous gift that you could give to 15, 20, 25, 30, 50, 100 people, right? And so making sure that they're the right people is one part of it. But a lot of it is just going and shaking trees, going and having conversations, going and getting people to even understand what a tremendous gift you have for them to want to turn around and accept it. Absolutely. And, and one, one piece that I'll say is don't think that that means you got to talk fraternity right off the bat, right? When it comes to building those relationships, organic conversations where you can connect with another human being that's that's what's gonna that's what's gonna win you over um, new friendships and new relationships
Well, there he is, the very best in the business. Zach, you uh, you go sleep off last night. Well, we have another meeting in, in 15 minutes. So uh, hang around for that and then go, go sleep off last night. And uh, congratulations once again on the world championship. Appreciate it. Work don't stop. Keep going, baby. I won't be going to sleep, and I expect that our undergrads won't either. Let's get it. Thanks, Zach. Very excited young man. And, and who, could, who could blame him? Let's just be honest. If, if, if the Colts had won the Super Bowl last night, you and I, we would be doing the podcast, but we would be jacked up. That is, uh, that is very true and unfortunately feels very, very far away from this moment in time. But that's accurate. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, that's the show. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, no, no guests today. We're going to pick it up next week with, uh, once again, with Tyler Sally. We're going to talk Black History Month. Looking forward to that episode, and, and hopefully you all are looking forward to that as well. Any closing thoughts, Donnie, on the Super Bowl, on the stock market, on recruitment, or on anything that we didn't talk about? Yeah, I actually want to talk about uh, what you just highlighted there, which is Black History Month, and, and we've had a few posts, a few things that we've shared, links that you can go and, and learn more, explore more about Black History Month. Uh, it's something that I'm really excited that we're going to have more people in the podcast. I'm really excited about the direction where the fraternity is going. I know that uh, depending, many times when you have this discussion, this can become a political discussion and it really shouldn't be. This is about, for me in the fraternity, how can we highlight the people that have been in our organization that have made a tremendous impact on the fraternity? Because we're so proud of our heritage and the formation of the fraternity and the fact that we didn't have a discriminatory clause. That's great at its, at its founding. We've got to continue to live that day in and day out. We've got to continue to talk about it and highlight it so that we continue to ensure that it exists. Just like last night, we started this podcast talking about the national anthem, right? We consistently play the national anthem for that sense of pride in who we are as Americans. We, didn't, we don't just, we created a national anthem and we say, well, we don't want to talk about the national anthem. We created that, right? long, long time ago. It's something you consistently do and create as a habit. And so uh, highlighting and showcasing some of these stories and hopefully inspiring others to want to join Talk App Epsilon. And all it's going to do is make our organization stronger. The more viewpoints, the more diversity that we have, that is only going to make Talk App Epsilon better and more appealing to more folks. And again, sharing that gift of membership and experiences and relationships. So looking forward to that conversation with Tyler and where it takes us. Yeah, and I think we've we've taken a lot of steps even in the last nine months to to better live the values that we preach. Um, there were some blind spots, no question, in the organization that that we have worked to address. But there's still a ton of work to do, and there's still a ton of time and energy and effort to put in to make sure that every member of Teak feels uh, included, feels like they're in a, a positive, safe, conducive environment for their growth and. Um, and I know the work that the DEI committee is doing is, is directly related to that, which Tyler's going to talk about a little bit next week. So definitely looking forward to that episode. Uh, looking forward to uh, having everyone tune in there. And once again, if you're listening and you have ideas for an episode, you have questions, you have ideas for a rule of three for a guest, please reach out. Donnie and I are both pretty accessible. Uh, comment on the Instagram page, on Teak's Facebook page. Uh, wherever it is that you feel you can best reach out and, and engage with us. And, and we are more than happy to take your thoughts or questions or suggestions. Um, also, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google, wherever you, you get your content from and make sure that when that episode drops next week, you are the very first person to find out about it. 
appreciate the time this morning and uh hopefully we will uh we'll, we'll put together a good episode for you next week and we'll see you again very soon bye now <music>